Hey guys, thank you for uh, listening to Campbell's Soup Kitchen. This is your fav- your favorite chef, um, Mr. Marcus. I'm going to be introing a very, very close friend of mine. Like, I want you guys to really listen to this episode because this is a very deep topic and we're actually discussing real life, yeah. real life management here. And this is my best friend in the world, Miss Cilicia. So give me one second, we'll be right on. All right, guys, this is going to be a non-monetized podcast because this is a serious topic that we were kind of discussing. Those of you who know know that I own um, uh, Marcus Diamond Photography, which is part of the Jewelry Box Collective, which I don't really talk about too much because we literally just put it together, right? Within the last couple days, yeah. So the voice you're hearing in the background, this is Miss Cilicia. She is again my best friend in the world she is a guiding light a grounding source like she keeps my head on tight she keeps me thinking she keeps me on my toes thank you um so we're talking about the jewelry box collective yes okay so you know we were talking about how to make things more collective in general because we wanted to be able to include other artists and we wanted to work with the community um because that's something that's really important is having community between like i wouldn't okay so speaking of community we'll talk about tiktok for a second Mm. so tiktok is where mark and i met um he reached out to me because he saw that like he saw what i was doing and he wanted to help me and he wanted to take pictures because that's his passion but when he reached out to me that was really where this all started was you know it was a help to me it was a help to him because it's building both of our uh, portfolios because one of my dreams is to model I think that it's really just I, I love art and I think that being art is the highest compliment you could be like being the subject of it it's just so cool um but you know that made me think like i i prefer helping people over you know money personally but like i know that we all need to live um so coming back to the jewelry box collective it's kind of like a community building project because we want to build on other artists who like either they need a place to go shoot because their space is not able to be shot in um you know eventually i'd like to get into a housing project so that we can really like make space for artists as well as have spaces for people to be you know staying in that way we can help with the community so in listening to this, it kind of always uh, makes me kind of re- uh, refer back to Rent, to the movie Rent. Um, if you guys have seen it, you know, if not, go watch it. Go watch, go find a Broadway production. But all the tenants live within these buildings on uh, in Alphabet City in New York. And, you know, their demographic is wide range. It's, you know, very um, LBGTQ. It's very, um, they're people who live in the building who are previous drug addicts there are people who have um who are hiv positive in there um 
and all sorts of ethnicities as well. Right. You know, I mean, like, it's, a, it's a conglomerate of... Right. It's, it's definitely the Heinz 57, the, the, the tomatoes, the, the chicken noodle soup, the brothy soup. It's, it's everything. And, you know, most of everybody who live there, who lives in that in these buildings, in these tenements, if you will, they are, you know, the, the tenants are drafty, the power gets shut off on a regular basis. You know, the homeless are pissing on, on, the, on the stair steps, you know, because they have no place to go. Um, you know, but they are living this bohemian lifestyle because they are all about the art and the community. They take care of each other. At the end of a rally, they all meet at the Life Cafe, right? How much more can you get with that when you talk about stuff like that? We're reading out a, ca- you know, a, a yeah. This was um, another part of the things that I wanted to get going when we do get the apartments or the. I guess we're looking at either, you know, an apartment complex, a hotel, or like an assisted living home, um, to be starting this at the housing part at least. Uh, you know, a cooking class to feed the complex. That way, there is you know, learning going on because that can help a lot of people. I know I, I know far too many people who don't know how to cook and that's just absolute tragedy. <laughs> um, and also community gardening classes because longevity is something that's really important. We want to have sustainability when it comes to our earth because, you know, global warming, that's, that's something that's going on. Right. Um, also, something that I really found to be similar in something that I've worked in. I worked with um, SCARS up in Portland, which is a collective for abuse survivors, um, like domestic violence abuse survivors. And, you know, we had a gardening class. This was like us. It, it was very similar to what we're doing, but it wasn't as like it was just about survivors I want it to be more but I do want to have sectors that way we can have groups of people meeting and like just a community meeting space that we can have safe spaces and each part of everything that we're doing with this our, with our collective is to help enhance each of these safe spaces not you know it's not just about me grabbing my camera and taking pictures it's not about just about Cilicia sitting in front of her microphone and singing and, you know, uh, singing about everything that she's feeling about. It's more than that. It's always going to be more than that. And, you know, this you is know, kind we of... We want people to pay it forward. Yeah, we want it, people to be helping each other. And it definitely is a pay it forward kind of deal. Um, for those of you who don't know, like, I, I've, I always preach about this when I talk about why I never charged for the first... I was only supposed to not charge for the first four months for six months Mm -hmm. and unfortunately when I hit month six I got sick like right at the end of month six and you know for six weeks I was out of work and now we are on uh month uh, 7th uh which was August with you know I had two shoots now I'm shooting like crazy again you know Celicia came with me on a shoot she came with me on a job and you know, went very smoothly. <laughs> it, it went it went smooth for as crazy and chaotic as it was. It went very smooth, but the things that you're gonna see though is that 
you know, I was doing this, I, I started to, because I wanted to build up people's confidence in themselves. And something that's very important to us is body positivity. Um, I personally struggle with a lot of, like, I feel like everyone does, that we struggle mm-hmm. with a lot of um, insecurities, and mine led me to getting surgery, and as much as I do, I, I don't regret that. I, I feel like when I look at pictures of me before I had the surgery, like I could see that I was sad, but I also know that a lot of it came from external, um, external, what is the right word? Um, like stimuli. External pressures. External pressures, seeing what the perfect body type looked like and such. And I, I don't want, I, I want that girl to be proud of me. I want that girl to, like, come back in a way and be like, I'm okay the way I am. Because there was, there was nothing wrong. Right. And, um, I want other people to see that, which is a huge reason why I'm body positive. Mark has his own reasons, but... So, my reasoning is that, you know, anybody I looked at who I've told them, I, if I've looked at you, I, I looked at a person and told them that I love them the way they are, I think they're beautiful the way they are there's nothing absolutely wrong with them um there's been a lot of disbelief you know because of you know and i'm going to call out some groups i'm probably going to call out some groups you know um you know so those of you who know my ex you know my ex-wife and i were lds i'm no longer a practicing member but they have a group of teenage girls in, the, in their group called the beehives and the beehives are very 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 judgmental towards you know the other girls in the in the uh, church. Um, my own daughter gets picked on all the time, and she's and Celestia just met her today. I think my daughter is a, is a princess. She is such a princess. She's beautiful. I love her eyes. Um, her smile. She has a killer smile. She's great. You know, beautiful eyes, and you know, up until I want to say the last three years, like within the last three years, she's opted for a bob cut instead of letting her hair grow out because she just doesn't want to help take care of it. And these mean little girls, right? I'm not even going to call them out. I'm not going to say what I really feel, right? Because that's not nice. But these mean little girls are like, you look like a boy. I'm like, I had comments like that constantly growing up and I, I hated it. I wasn't allowed to have long hair. I, I didn't, I had reasons, but I wasn't allowed to have long hair. It's hard to manage hair a lot right. of the time, especially when you're a kid. And it's okay. It's okay to have short hair. I think that short hair is beautiful. Like, look at Halle Berry. Right. Whew. So, Who else? So, needless to say, like, I've told my daughter, I'm like, look, these mean little girls keep, you know, keep talking smack, right? You don't have to worry about anything because, first off, my 10-year-old daughter is taller than most adult women that I've dated. Like, I'm going <laughs> to... Yes. Yes. My 10-year-old daughter is 5'4". Okay? So, by the time that they get to high school where, you know, feelings really kind of start to hit, hit, right? She's going to be an all-star athlete. She's going to be an all, you know, this wonderful, wonderful, you know, grace, graceful dancer because she loves to dance. She loves to sing. And now she has someone else who can coach her right here. She'd like. She'd love it. Um, 
And on top of that, you know, her mom's tall. Her mom's 5'8". My mom's 5'8". Miss um, Alicia here is, you're 5'9". Mm -hmm. It's 5'9". I only, like, some of the best people I know in my life are freaking Amazons, right? My daughter's going to be six feet tall, like her cousin. I already know. And, you know, I want to put out this positive image of everybody I know is beautiful. Not just for me, not just for Celestia, but for everybody I, you know, see. If you have a beautiful soul, you're beautiful, right? Agreed. If you come at me sideways, like, you have an ugly soul, you are an ugly human being. I'm sorry. There's nothing I can do for you. Your soul got hit by every branch on the ugly tree on the way down. But, you know, I'm here to bring out the beauty in your soul. You want to know someone who brought out uh, a lot of my inner light? She's right over here sitting, you know, on the podcast with me. Hi. <laughs> That's such an awkward eye. Sorry. <laughs> but a lot of everything that we're doing for the community is not just to boost community spirit. It's not just like, you know, I'm going to pull a school spirit, you know. Yeah, we're bringing up, you know, we want to lift, you know, like, especially in these times, especially in these crazy times where, you know, all of us are looking at one another judgmentally. Like, you went out in public and you bought all that damn toilet paper. Shame on you. <laughs> right? You bought up all the water bottles. Granted. Granted. My father sent me to the store and I was buying two packs of water bottles every week from January until they ran out of the water bottles. We still have a six-month supply of water bottles at the house. Well, then. Yeah, don't ask. <laughs> Um, something else I wanted to add to this, uh, the Jewelry Box Collective is not going to be affiliated with any religion, any specific, really anything. We just want to be helpful to all. Um, definitely want to be helping with reparations for people of color because that's something that is close to both of our hearts with Mark um, and his background and me with mine uh, I'm Hawaiian and that's um, part of it <laughs> like yeah and uh, for those of you who have never seen a, pro a picture of me um, and well obviously you should know from the oh well, maybe you don't know um, but yes I am I'm of African uh, African descent um, you know Cajun and Creole and everything else too mm -hmm. um, but yeah you know we talk about the reparations, the 40, 40 acres and the mule, the, you know, we should have our island back. We should, you know, we should, yeah. you know, those kinds of things. Um, and we're not getting political here because... This, this is just, like, my family, personally, we're still hurting from all of the stuff that the Hawaiians have been through. And it's not that we're trying to be like, oh, hey, we need things back, but... There are parts of the island that are very sacred that are being torn up for hotels or being trashed by tourists. And that's tragic to my people. So, you know, folks, we're just asking for a little bit of respect. You know, that's all. Um, you know, I, I recently thought that I was one of maybe five African-American photographers in town and wondering why I wasn't getting any business. It turns out that the top 10 photographers in Phoenix Eight of, a, eight of them are African-American, right? That's cool. Um, 
and I'm in a creative clique with those guys, um, minus my buddy Vince, and and I think Ted's not in that group either. But you know, but you know, there's that, and then on top of that, being an up and coming, you know, um, photographer, it makes it hard because I don't want to compete with all the. I, I do want to compete with the big names, but I can't pay the models. I want to compete with the big names, but I don't want anybody to have to pay me. I have the best models on the planet, uh, the best girls working for me, and the only thing that I can do for them is get their name published with other, you know, well-known names. But but we're getting there, and we're gonna make it. And you know, right now we're getting our we're we're dip jumping like feet first into a brand new adventure, like like this is literally within the last 72 hours it became adventure time real quick (laughs) (laughs) and you know this I I would think this was a pipe dream if it wasn't for the fact that how how many people have we talked to about this that are fully on board and wanting to help figure out how to make this a reality it it would have been a pipe dream if if it wasn't for the fact that every single thing that we brought up right and this started from the minute that uh, the minute the Cilicia was in Texas and started sending me Moulin Rouge songs to the night that we first met because oh by the way did I mention we've only physically know, have met each other have known each other for a week not yeah even. I mean I've known you for over a year but yeah, yeah, known it's always been like online or video chatting just because I lived in Florida um and then every time I tried to come here, there was something like I got really sick when I was visiting Texas a year ago, and I didn't have time to come. I had to go back to my parents, and then uh, just not having any free time. Now that I am kind of just was in transit, I decided to stop on my way to moving to Portland, but I just had this strong, strong feeling like this is where I need to be. This is where I need to be because I need to be able to be close to, you know, because like we we said earlier, the music industry is really important to me because I am a musician and that's something that, like, LA is six hours away. Here, I'm able to connect with the modeling community, the photography community. Um, It's... A central location for me in all the places that I go and it's just and having Mark here as a person that I can trust and you know confide in and talk about the dreams that I have seen since I was a little girl you know it's it's amazing and with our collective we're here to help help people achieve those dreams and that's through coaching that's through you know like, here are the steps we went through to get to where we're going, right? Um, that's through having someone that you can believe in. You know, um, so Celicia met me. She, I, I, when I first started, it was the first photos that she ever saw that I posted were all shot on the Nikon cool pics. And, like, a week later, I went and bought my camera because I was like, I was like, I need to start making myself look like more of a professional and I can't do it with this rinky-dink point-and-shoot you know $20 camera I bought at the pawn shop right and 
Granted, that $20 camera about the pawn shop got great photos of the moon. But, you know, if you want to talk about someone who's watched you go from, you know, shooting what looks like a comic book, because everything is blurry and fuzzy, to, like, good lord, you just shot for, you know, a vintage magazine. Mm-hmm. We just shot for a vintage magazine literally yesterday. Those pics are so cool. <laughs> I'm sorry they are. I'm so tired. We're both exhausted. Um, this has been the best recuperative um, sleep I've had because someone's actually keeping me on a schedule instead of letting me stay up late and work and work and work. Yeah, I have to have a schedule where I don't sleep. <laughs> um, I play my, my uh, soft, deep sleep Spotify playlist. I'm not going to lie. Um... We've been hanging out in this hotel since Wednesday, Tuesday, uh-huh. since Tuesday night, and, or no, since Wednesday night, and um, I have slept great. I half-ass passed out Thursday night, and I, you know, I was waiting for her to uh, finish up with uh, my her. beauty routine. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> kind of is. <laughs> and. Uh, you know, honestly, this is the kind of part, this is what, why we say is everything's a collective and a partnership. She took care of me. I passed out, my sitting up, like, halfway upright in the bed. And my eyes shoot open to taking your glasses off, you need to get some sleep. We've cooked breakfast for each other, we've cooked dinner for each other. Which we need to do soon, because... We just need to get another dinner time. Yeah, we need to get another can of sauce and just add it to that pasta. Okay. Not feeling that. All right, <laughs> pasta's not gonna do it. Leftovers, Luke. Huh? Let's just have leftovers because there's pizza. Oh yeah, we have pizza. We have pizza. I'm just Makes me think of a Jennifer. What's that? Where's Jennifer? Um, I like pizza. Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't know that's right. So I mean, so I mean, we're, and we and we've actually like, this is an experiment for us too, you know. In this, um, in me staying at this uh, hotel with her and trying to make sure it works because we're gonna be roommates here soon. No issues so far, so that's that's good. She but, hasn't hit me. With, she hasn't hit me with a pillow for snoring. So, oh, I'm passed out when I when I have that music on. My my brain is out the door with it. When I sleep. Um, and I've probably been in the, the second or third deepest sleep I've been in in a while. Um, but I didn't wake up choking, so that's a good thing. Um, Margo looks tired. Uh-huh. We have our corporate She's ma- yawning at me, and I'm yawning back because I'm sympathetic to her yawn. So we do have our corporate mascot here with us, too. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll post some pictures of her soon. But, um... But in all honesty, folks, like the plans we have, they're not lofty. They're not lofty cloud dreams. They're they're, we can make everything happen. Parts of it are cheap and inexpensive. Other parts we're gonna need help with and donations with. There are still third parts. Mm. Okay. Oh my god, I'm looking around for my phone. I'm like we're recording on it. Duh. Um, there's still third parts and and third like third and fourth parts that we're looking at at you know from the outside in and saying, okay. First part's done, kind of, mostly, maybe. 
first part is we have to find a place to live. But once once we get that done, you know, we're off to the races. I'm buying her I'm buying Celestia the biggest whiteboard I can possibly find, if not making one. Whiteboard. We can make a whiteboard I know cheaply. I know we can make a whiteboard cheaply. I wanted to get one of the big clear ones though. So we can like mark on both sides. Anyway, um but we are I mean, we're gonna put up this big plan in in lieu of a TV and say, here's point one, here's all the branches. How do we get there in our spider web? You know, mm-hmm. what do we need to do? You know, part of what I need you guys to do, I need you to hop on TikTok with Oracle and, you know, follow Celicia and listen to her music, right? She's gonna be posting, you know, lots of covers, lots of great uh, covers. The ones that we have set for October. Um, Superstition by Stevie Wonder. I put a spell on you. Uh, Dark Waltz by... I'm not 100% sure who the first person who sang it was, but Haley Westerna. Mm. Some Pretty Reckless uh, covers all around me by Flyleaf. Some Halsey songs, some Meg Myers, lots of haunting songs. Um, and then we have our Taylor Tuesdays, because I am a huge Taylor Swift fan. Um, she is a huge reason why I care so much about everything that I care about. And I'm uh, going to be doing Look What You Made Me Do, I Knew You Were Trouble, Haunted, and I Know Places. Um, so there's going to be that. On on my page, you know, we're going to be, I'm going to be working a little bit more on um, my community shows, the, um, how we're treating the community. Obviously, I have the people who are being published we're working on their publishments as well as working on okay now I'm shooting for you I'm shooting directly for you like I'm not putting any of this up I'm putting two pictures up um of each person I work with from uh, moving forward um unless you're one of my regular diamonds which you know the, the jewelry box is full it's full I, I, I it's full I think I've I, I I've got everybody I need to shoot with um if you know for those models who I have been trying to talk to shoot with y'all missed out y'all missed out the original diamonds here so you know as far as I'm concerned life is good there's definitely a few people we're going to be bringing in from other yeah but as far as that sector I think we're we're good for now yeah so I have all my collaborators there um so moving forward it's just going to be publications profile uh portfolio building you know, um, Patreon building and, you know, what can I do for the community? You know, you know, and of course putting out artwork and then getting paid clients, um, as well as doing more for the community. These paid clients, by the way, you know, we, you know, we're, we're, everything that we bring in money on, only part of it's going towards what we need to do. Part of it's only part of it's going towards our personal overhead. Mm-hmm. Um, the rest of it is going towards what's our next community plan, right? Mm-hmm. What's, you know, are we doing Toys for Tots this year? Are we doing, um, you are, know... Are we helping a family in need? Are right. we feeding are, the homeless? Are we finding, like, are we funding some housing for someone? You know, can, does someone need, to, you know, can someone come to us and say, help, 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 please, my bills, you know, you know, we want to be that group that does, goes above and beyond. 
so that we can look at someone and say, don't worry, fam, we got you, but you got to pay it forward. Or you got to come to help in the community. Or, you know what, we're going to go work at the soup kitchen. You can come with us to work at the soup kitchen. You know, I used to, I worked at the soup kitchen when I was young. Um, yeah, that's what I was talking about with the... Um, the community cooking class, right? Community cooking class, because that that is like two birds with one stone. You know, we need to make sure that people are learning how to cook because that is a skill that is dying, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we need to learn how to cook, and we also need to be feeding the people around us. You know, this is... This isn't just my dream. Like, this was my mom's dream, too, because she wants to be doing this stuff, too. Mm-hmm. She wants to be... My mom's a fantastic cook. I can't wait for you to have her food. But, you know, it's it's where she wants to be helping. Right. You know, you, there are so many of my friends that have come over, and it's the first home-cooked meal that they've had in weeks. See, and that's... Uh, and like I said, that's... like. Again, when when you guys are help, when you the listeners and and you the viewers and you everybody else are kicking in to us to help out for every, somebody else, trust me, trust me. I wouldn't. I would love nothing more for it than to not work a regular job, a corporate job, but to look, we're covered. We got a roof over our head. We're taking care of other people, right? I get a delivery truck, you know once a month I have this huge cafeteria I have cook stations in the cafeteria let's go ahead and teach these people how to cook my I had a business plan for my dietitians class for um and it's like we had to put together a business plan mm-hmm. and we the, did that too and I love the I love that class I love that plan because I I presented it to one of my chefs and I said I want to put together a healthy a healthy cafe called the ancient grain cafe right and people will come in and they do just like the blue box meal, right? You come in, you pay 40 bucks, and you learn how to, you know, make a meal, right? And you pack it up to go and you take it home, reheat it, and eat it at home. You get a bottle of Chianti with it when you leave, okay? But at the same time, everything that's going on next door in the restaurant, like, you don't want to come take the cooking class, you know, present it three times a week, four times a week. You go next door and you get an acai bowl, you get a quinoa bowl, you get a brown rice bowl, Right? And we teach it, you know, so you want to learn my recipes, pay for the class. Come next door, take the class. Mm-hmm. And we bu- want it to be affordable. That way we can, you know, I've worked with, I've worked either in or with so many things like this, but it always feels so scattered. Mm-hmm. It feels like it's too, like, too pointed. Right. In a way. Because, um, like, I, I worked... There, there was a kitchen, like, they had something similar to this up in Oregon mm-hmm. for people with, like, mental health recovery and just check-ins and, like, come check in, come have a community, mm-hmm. you know, we're going to help you with trying to find housing, all of that. It's like that, but this this is more because we want to have that housing available that we, we can be helping, literally, right. instead of, oh, we'll see if we can find anything. And, you know, and... To be fair, like like being that I've lived in housing for the, you know with my folks for the for a while, um, it's hard to get into housing. It's hard to get yeah. It's hard to get in. Like I I got accepted and I got accepted for the you know for certain um, demands and certain uh, certain things. I would have had a house had I pulled my ex wife and my kids from the house that they had. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and I said, no, 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 they're going to stay over here because it's already paid for. And I'll have my kids half the year. And they said, nope, sorry, we can't just, we're not, you know, you're, you're bumping you back to the bottom of the list because you're not, no, um, because men, um, single fathers and men, and men in general aren't being treated as fairly on, you know, with the society of things. Mm-hmm. Um, single men don't get access, uh, they don't get uh, state health insurance as quickly um, unless you have, like, uh, a mental disease or, or you're just unhirable. Um, you don't get uh, any food stamps. You don't get any of those little things that, you know, honestly, like, what I make an hour pays all the bills to the point where it pays all the bills and you know cool lights are on you know I can actually entertain myself mm-hmm. and keep my brain stimulated I have access to you know contact my friends and family I can get to and from work but I can't keep food in the, in the house or if I do keep food in the house then it's now I have to take an extra two hours to cook mm-hmm to go to work, you know? Yeah, I struggle with similar things as a single mom. Honestly, I feel like we just, as a community, need to be taking taking better care of each other. Mm -hmm. You know, there's good models of that with, like, mixed, mixed, um, like, not nuclear families, is that the right word? Mixed families. you know, you're able to have more variety and share responsibilities. Um, which is one of the reasons why we know that our, well, part of us doing this roommate situation is going to work out for us. We, you know, we figured because we get to do exactly that. We get to be a mixed family. Um, we get to bring different things to the table, you know, um, I've already said that, you know, if I'm, you know, I'm working during the day, you know, so let's just be homeschooling and take care of, you know, you know, running both businesses from home, essentially until I get home, you know, you know, she's going to be a freaking badass boss at it, you know, on top of that, you know, I'm not expecting her to do, you know, I've been home all day, you know, I'm not going to, you know, I don't expect her to do all the home stuff, right? I'm going to come home and do home stuff too. You know, you know, go to the grocery store, pick up groceries, order groceries to have them delivered to the house, you know, um, make sure our, you know, make sure I, del- you know, deposit, you know, to her when things need to get paid or vice versa or whatever as, as needed. We've already kind of figured these, these roles out. Mm-hmm. This is our personal community, right? And as, but uh, as we expand to everybody, right, we're going to show them our model. We're going to show them how this is a model of two people who, you know, two different ways of thinking and we still get it together. Mm-hmm. Now we're going to take your single way of thinking and show you how to make your single way of thinking work for you. You know, do we give affordable housing without the state assistance? Yeah, we will. We'll have to figure it out. We'll have to figure it out. Like, you know, how much is our total going to be for the, for all of this, right? Mm -hmm. 
you know, how much do we need to collect? How much do we need to, like, turn around and say, okay, we need a stipend, you know? But, again, with community giving, uh, with people giving to the community and getting back, like, some of y'all, it's a tax write-off. Make a donation. It's that simple. You know, Cilicia and I, both when we hit up, when we hit that stride in fame, you know, when I become, when I, when I hit the mark where I'm internationally published, and I'm getting paid for those international publishments, or publications, publishments, jeez, I can speak English, those international publications, and international syndications for this, we're going to be treating everything exactly like, I'm going to treat it exactly the same. Everything's modest, right? Modest living accommodations, modest vehicle. I don't have anything super fancy. I don't like super fancy. The fanciest thing I own might be my phone and my iPad. Stuff that we can use for work. Same. You know. Um, no, I bought a bunch of clothes today. And I want to go stretch babies. Uh, almost, like, there were only a few things that fit. Am I taking them back? No. Am I going to donate them to someone? Yeah. I think that that's, like... If you have it and you've already spent it, yeah, I could go back and take it back and try to get it a different size, but I know that they don't carry my size. And I know that somebody else could use that. So there's... It's good. Or donating my old clothes when I grew... Either... Well, when I, when I got too small for them, really. And that's one of the things that we're doing to make all of our, you know, all of our, you know not so much pipe dreams anymore reality mm-hmm. so folks you know in all honesty look at everything you have going on make things a reality look at us as a, as a model of example you know we've been taking sitting here taking notes on everything we want to do and we wanted to present it to you in, the, in a way that you guys would all take a listen and I'm going to promote this right now in fact we're going to publish this raw so you guys can hear us having this real-life conversation. Right? Yep. And I think that this rawness of us, it shows our true intentions on everything that we've done. Thank you so much for listening to our show. Thank you, guys. We'll be back with you guys another time. After we eat dinner. Definitely after we eat dinner. (laughs) All right, peace. Hey guys, I just wanted to wrap up a little something that, you know, because we were eating dinner and discussing and you know, re-listening to everything, and I just wanted to make a clarification. The jewelry box is never full, right? It's full on the people that I am going to be doing the, the jobs for that I already said I would do the jobs for. So, but we're always going to be bringing on new collective uh, personnel, better talent, um, somebody who's you know has something to offer that we don't have in our wheelhouse just quite yet you know someone who wants to help us expand someone who wants to be part of the community as a whole as a you know definitely and if that's you please reach out to us because we want to make this happen we want to see these dreams come to fruition and to see our communities thriving instead of what we're doing now
because this is this is not enough. And you know, in all honesty, not just not just the the baseline communities, because like I, I I've noticed that all of our like all of our communities are kind of like they've kind of drifted off. Um, you know, I completely forgot about this. Like, there was a conversation amongst some of the older members of the dance community that they'll probably never go to another dance event again since all of the dance events have been canceled through the end of the year. And, you know, that makes me sad as someone who's danced over 20 years. Um, so we want to be able to reach out to everybody, reach out to all those people and say, it's okay, it's, it's going to be fine for us to come back into the light again, or to come into the out again, if you will. Just... I thought that was fun. <laughs> so, for those of you who got that joke, you know, there's, there's a little joke in there. Um, but... It's going to be okay soon, and we just need to be able to take care of the people who can't yet. Like, we have members of our community who we are so looking forward to meeting. Like, both of us have a mutual friend that I was introduced to by Celicia. Um, Giselle! Shout out to you. Um, who, as soon as I saw her live on her uh, TikTok live tonight, I'm like, well, first off, when I first saw her, I'm like, Oh, I want to do this Angie Stone shoot. Now I'm thinking, like, after seeing her tonight, I'm like, nope, we're going to do one better. We're going to do it honor, uh, one in honor of uh, Black Panther and Shuri, and she's going to do a Shuri shoot if we can talk her into it. I want to see a shoot about her, too. Yes. She, This woman, if you have a chance, go check her out on Spotify, because her, um, her song, Convenience is fantastic like it's all about um not being there for somebody when they're not there for you basically and just like the on and off relationship it is is so good so (coughs) pardon me go listen to her track on spotify um hit me up with messages and i'll get you the links that you need for that if actually you should be able to find it because this is going this is going to spotify as well um so you should be able to find hers her music pretty quickly mm-hmm. and then yeah like i said like we're rolling we're rolling on this and we're going in like we said we're diving in you know we're, we're diving in full force and i've never felt so confident about a project as much as i do about this project how do you feel I'm pretty excited. I'm pretty confident. I'm hopeful. Remember, what was that thing that I said earlier? That she tried uh, to trick me. <laughs> oh, yeah. I said this could be a big something. Okay, so this could be something big. Or no. Ah, that was what it. was it? Some, this could be something big. Or, or this could be a big. This could be a big failure. And, and unfortunately, there's only really one difference. Right, and unfortunately, that last that one word is not in my vocabulary. Even though someone tricked me into saying it the first time, <laughs> brat. Anyway, um, so that's all we got for for right now. I. Oh, those are clams. Oysters. Oysters. Grilled oysters. Grilled oysters. I'm jealous. Sorry. Yes, I know this is a a food and life channel, and someone just and she just presented me with food that I can't have right now. So my inner fat boy is, like, screaming, like, why would you do that to me? It's okay. Anyway, folks, that's what we got going on. Um, thank you for joining us on this on this podcast. 
I'm going to be picking Miss Delicious Brain more. She's going to be so mad at me over the next, you know, us, us living together. Like, every now and again, I'm just going to be like, random podcast. And just throw Probably stuff. not going to be as mad as you think I am. Probably. You're right. Um, I'm going to, you know, so you, you guys are going to get more podcasts because I think I have my co-host finally. Yeah. I think it'll be pretty cool. So, oh, and well, co-hosts because you know yes we have miss margo sleeping behind us so um, we might even turn this into a vlog for a bit yeah then you can see margo in all her her glory yeah so we'll probably be doing both so you'll get you know the the youtube experience as well as the um and us going back and forth like like you know which is fun yeah so all right folks thank you again very much for joining us and listening all the way through take it easy have a good night Hey guys, welcome to uh, Campbell's Soup Kitchen. Today's episode is going to be brought to you by persistence and being patient. And those are two of the most important P's in the world. Uh, uh, two most important P vocabulary words you're going to listen for today. I have the episode ready for you in just a moment. Alright guys, so we're talking about patience and persistence, about how things come to um, fruition and how the good things come to those who wait. I have a good friend of mine, a good acquaintance, I should say, better than a good acquaintance, who is very, very, very respectful. In fact, one of the five most respectful people I know, and one being my roommate and co-host, um, the other, uh, <coughs> I'm sorry, three more being uh, people who I shoot with uh, for my photography stuff, and finally, my good friend. Now, it is funny to me, it is very... How do I say this? It's not funny, per se, but more it is quaint and quite um, perplexing that people don't take her seriously as they should, or as seriously as they should, as you say. And a lot of this comes from the fact that, you know, people just don't understand how to be human beings anymore. They don't understand that the idea that being patient and waiting for the right things to come, to, uh, that good things come to those who wait, actually works. Case in point. Those of you who know me well know that I've been taking care of my dad um, off and on for the last few years. Um, mostly off and on um, because I really can't stand to watch him do some of the things he does, but on the other hand, can't let him really, I can't leave him to his own devices either, if you will. And it makes it kind of terrible. It makes it bad that I can't leave him to his own devices. It makes it terrible that I can't let him do his own thing and be an adult and, you know, let him and treat him like an adult. And instead, I have to babysit, and so on and so forth. Well, you know, I've been patiently trying to move out and persistently trying to move out, and now the patience and persistence have paid off. And they paid off for me in dividends. I have a wonderful, wonderful roommate who I look forward to coming home and spending and hanging out with her. And, you know, and we're just friends. That's amazing to me. You don't get that in most most things in life. 
I know a lot of people who have um, domestic partners, uh, domestic partnerships, you know, and those domestic partnerships just don't quite seem to work as well as they should, if you catch my drift. Um, so it makes me wonder, like, what makes a person not want to be patient with one another? What, what makes us in society not be, stop being patient towards one another and stop getting love and affection and um, everything that kind of matters in this world? Like, why would I strive so hard or try so hard, you know, and only get so far when in the end nothing else matters, right? Or it doesn't really matter. Those of you who missed that, you might be too young for this podcast. But seriously, like, what makes a person really want to go and look at another person and say, I'm going to do what I want to do, and you're going to agree to it, because... I followed your rules and your stipulations and I'm ignoring your feelings 100%. That's abusive. That's, you know, that's an abuse of power. That's an abuse of being human. In fact, I could easily say like this. You know, if you weren't invited to do something in the first place, you shouldn't be doing it. And this goes both ways, like men and women. So I'm gonna harp on the men for a minute because we're, um, because a lot of y'all are giving us a bad look. Like, a real bad look. Don't do it, bro. It's not good for you. Let the lady make the first move. Let the lady make the first move. I'm gonna repeat this again. I'm gonna reiterate this. Let the beautiful individual in front of you make the first move. Right? It doesn't show that you're weak. It doesn't show that you're any kind of, um, that you're trying to take advantage of a situation. No. It may appear that way, but that's not the case in the slightest bit. It could very well be that in letting, they, in letting them make the first move, you're setting yourself up for success. All kinds of crazy mad success by letting them make the first move. Now, getting in close, that's one thing. You can get in close. I like getting in close. I like being close to my partners. It makes it better. It makes everything better. You know, when I'm next to my partner, when I'm next to a good partner, all I want to do is make sure that they are happy and satisfied and that everything that they wish is my command. You know, or they're with, you know. If they say I want the stars, maybe we'll get them the stars. Or I try hard to get it. Sorry. Sifting through a lot of extra stuff here, folks. So bear with me. but I will be persistent in making sure that they know I'm communicating with them. Uh, one, lady, one young lady in particular, she has stated that the person who wins her over 
It's going to be the person who stays at the top of her message board. It's going to be the person who, you know, makes who checks in on her and makes sure that she's good and, you know, doesn't push her or rush her or and fully respects her and everything else. And I fully respect every single person I come across, you know, wholeheartedly. And even though sometimes I look at someone and see something they do and say, like, you know, you tell me you need me to respect you, but you don't even respect yourself. And I've had a few people like that. I've met a few people who, you know, don't fully respect themselves and therefore take it on everybody in front of them. Is it fair? Nah, it's not fair. It's not fair in the slightest bit. But here we go. You know, going out with a bang. Like, we have to. We have to. We have to look at things like that. Like, how do I possibly approach this in a different kind of manner? How do I respect you? Well, you know, how do I fully embrace and respect you? And be patient for you and help you perceive what could be absolutely amazing if you won't respect yourself if you won't love yourself if you won't let let me respect you and love you the way you should be respected and loved you know um further be, uh, further on beyond that you know we look at all the other kind of crazy and the other kind of crazy is just this it's just this like hear me out what if what if every single thing that we do, every single minute uh, infraction, minute thought process was just all based on waiting, right? If we just waited two extra minutes, if we waited 10 extra seconds, if we wait for someone to respond first, if we wait for someone to make that first move, if we wait and uh, for someone to acknowledge the fact that they're being respected for the first time ever. If we wait for someone to understand that someone is loving them for who they are and wants to be seen in public with them. If we wait and we show off that someone doesn't have an issue, right? That their inner monologue is actually okay. How much better will we be as human beings? How much more can we get and give? How much better will they be? All right, folks, I'm going to go for now. I'll talk to everybody soon.